Welcome to the Nun Report, bringing your regular dose of truth, freedom, and weirdness with your host, Dan Nunn. Thanks for tuning in today. It is the end of the week. I'm glad it's here. I hope that you are too. I, I've got a super busy weekend. It's like my work week doesn't stop on Friday, but I do get a little bit of a pause and I do have some uh, plans over the weekend that can be fun. I plan on getting out there and doing my thing. And um, again, I hope that you do too. We got a few things to talk about today that I'm going to look at. Uh, obviously, I mean, uh, there's there's some there's some little breaking things going on. Rudy Giuliani was found guilty in his uh, defamation lawsuit there, pain and suffering and all of that. $162 million award. Ridiculous. He's going to appeal that, of course. And we'll see where that goes after that. Donald Trump is being attacked left and right. And it, it, the, the fun and games, people, the fun and games are just beginning because you have not yet begun to see the attacks they're going to throw at Donald Trump as he continues to rise in the polls over Biden, over all of his primary opponents, over like everybody. You're going to see the attacks on him continue. But keep in mind, keep in mind, seven years now. They have been throwing mud at this guy, and none of it has stuck. None of it has stuck. So you got to ask yourself, who's really the liar here? Who's really the one that's putting out bullshit? Because if you think after seven years with all the things they've thrown at him, that if he were guilty of any of it, that something would have stuck. Considering the system is rigged in their favor, we're going to look at the no, there's no evidence. There's no evidence that Biden did anything wrong or had anything to do with his son. We're going to look at the border is secure. The border is secure. Bidenomics is great. And Trump is going to be the worst thing to happen since Mussolini and Hitler. We also have Fan Mail Friday today, so I hope you stick around for that. It's been some time. By the way, you know, I want to bring out... Uh, Make sure you check me out on rumble.com slash the nun report, please. Uh, give the videos, give me a follow there. Give the videos a like. But we have Fan Mail Friday today. I haven't done that in a while. kind of got away from it. And uh, and I'm going to get back to it because sometimes people say ridiculous things and they need to be outed out. Southwest Airlines is giving free, well, they're giving entire rows to people who are fat. Let me just put it that way. So I've decided I identify as a oversized person and a fat person and i need a full row anytime i fly southwest thank you very much southwest and if you decline my request for being for identifying as an oversized person and requiring an entire row i will sue you because you've opened yourself up for that legal action and maybe i'll get as lucky as the guys that sued giuliani and get 162 million dollars who knows i doubt it i doubt it but you never know zuckerberg by the way has gone and purchased a massive estate in Hawaii with an underground bunker, a, a huge, I guess. It, it, all right. I know a little bit about, about construction in Hawaii. Doing anything underground is not an easy task. The entire, all of the islands are almost entirely made of rock with little thin layer of dirt on top. Once you get down below that layer, you know, you're, where, wherever the farms are, you know, obviously up in the, in the plains, they've got some, They've got some dirt where they're growing their their sugar cane and different things like that. But you get down below that a little bit, not far. Certainly, if you're going to be digging a bunker, that is not going to be easy or inexpensive work. 
but it's a safe place, right? Because once you get buried down in the rock, you put 20 feet of concrete on top of you, you're going to be, you might be pretty safe. Zuckerberg is prepping. So maybe you should be too. I just saying, and I'm not, I'm not like a massive prepper here, but I, let me just say, I am prepared to do uh, a few months for food, for water, for medication. Have your ammo stocks up, be trained in what you're doing with your firearms. Because you never know, man. If the shit hits the fan and chaos erupts, you know, zombies are going to look friendly compared to the people that are going to come knocking on your door to steal your supplies because people will get desperate super quick. And when it becomes a matter of survival for their family and themselves, you think they're going to have much respect for law, much respect for you? I don't think so. I don't think so. Anyway, we have, of course... Biden is being, well, we don't know if he's going to be impeached, but there's an impeachment inquiry because the Republicans are pussies because instead of just going straight to the impeachment vote and putting him and impeaching him, no, 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 we're going to do the inquiry. The Democrats didn't do an inquiry against Trump. No, 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 they didn't do that. They just went straight after him with what Adam Schiff said was a mountain of evidence, insurmountable evidence. No, we have real evidence. Where was the fucking evidence, Adam Schiff? Well, there was no evidence, and now it's the same people saying, well, there's no evidence against Biden. There's no evidence, really? Is there no evidence? But here's what they're saying. Check it out. Well, uh, it, it, it seems to me, given that there's been no evidence uh, produced, that this is revenge, that this is the... They have no evidence, of course, to support this inquiry, but since this majority never get, lets facts get in the way of a good set of Fox News talking points, here we are. And has turned up zero evidence of wrongdoing by the president uh, because there is none. There is no direct evidence between uh, financial payments from foreign governments and the president himself. It's shameless. There is no evidence to support the allegations that my father was financially involved in my business because it did not happen. And uh, have turned up with no evidence, none, he, that he did anything wrong. It's almost like they all got the same talking points. Like they decided that, you know what? Guess what? There is no evidence. Everybody just go out and repeat. Look, people, if you haven't figured it out by now, if you have not figured it out, every single thing this administration or anybody involved with it says is a lie. Every single thing is a lie. And I'm going to prove it. No evidence? Really? How about this? The words used were, I was not financially involved. Joe was not financially involved in my business dealings. I can surmise why he used that terminology. Let's scroll. 20 pieces of evidence from the House Oversight Committee of Joe Biden's involvement. We'll get to the finances in a moment, but take a look at this. Archer, Devin Archer saying Joe Biden is the brand. 20 Biden phone calls with business partners, a 2014 dinner with business partners, a 2015 business dinner. 20 pieces of evidence. 2015 Biden hosts associates at official residence. Of involvement is this hunter copied on VP Biden's pseudonym emails associate Eric Schweiner coordinates messaging why with the VP word office. financial was used 10% for the big guy Bob Alinsky uh, uh, probably uh, 2017 text didn't mention Joe being involved 
Don't mention Joe being involved. Don't mention it. Hunter seeks keys for office mates. Joe Biden. And look, the brand, uh, the product that they were selling was Joe Biden. It was access to Joe Biden, influence on Joe Biden. The Bidens are the best I know at doing exactly what the chairman wants from his partnership, the chairman being Joe Biden. And then access to the broader Obama-Biden uh, White House and, and that whole administrative state because he had the name. He had Hunter Biden as his name. And remember how far this has morphed. It went from I've never even had a discussion with, you know, between the two to suddenly now, well, he wasn't financially involved. But, you know, bribery, uh, when you the payoff is potentially uh, the allegation is potentially that it goes directly to the uh, inured to the benefit of the family members. Yeah. So you're telling me for all this time, for all these years that Hunter Biden was in business with these people, they, the family was influencing they were, they were peddling influence, okay? And you're telling me that Joe Biden knew nothing about what Hunter was doing. Hunter complained about the fact that he had to support the family. This is was on his laptop. You know the laptop from hell, the one that they suppressed, the one that they suppressed to rig the 2020 elections? So it was Russia, Russia, Russia in 2016. It was the pandemic and the Hunter laptop in 2020. What's it going to be in 2024? Assassination? Who knows, man? These people will stop at nothing. And I'm going to talk a little bit about how they're setting that up a little later in the show. There is all kinds of evidence to at least support an impeachment inquiry. To at least, again, this is not an impeachment trial. This is an inquiry to see if there's enough. They don't need to provide any fucking evidence right now. This is an impeachment inquiry to see if there is enough evidence for an actual trial. And the Democrats are losing their minds. Oh, they have no evidence. They have no evidence. They don't need any fucking evidence right now. Even though they have it, they don't need it. But there's enough smoke to definitely warrant an investigation, a deeper investigation, and an inquiry as to whether an impeachment trial is warranted. So again, who's the real liars here? How about border security? The border is secure, you know. I mean, everybody says so. It is my testimony that the border is secure. The president has worked very hard to implement a strategy when it comes to the border that is humane, safe, and, and has orderly enforcement. Things are going at the border, sir. Much, better than, much, much better than you all expected. <laughs> we have a secure border in that that is a priority for any nation, including ours and our administration. We have responded with a model approach that has proven to work. We have taken unprecedented action over the past year and a half to secure our border. And we have a process in place to manage migrants at the border. We're working to make sure it's safe and orderly and humane. The border is closed. We agree that uh, the border is secure. We're executing a comprehensive strategy to secure our borders. One of our highest priorities is to ensure that we have a secure border. And that is what we are doing. We are stopping the flow at the border. The border is secure the border is secure nine million illegals later massive <laughs> do you understand the staggering number that that is that's that's larger than a population of like 23 states 
it, it is, and that's just in three years. The number is staggering. You, you cannot say the border is secure when it's wide open. You cannot say the border is secure when you have 100,000 deaths from fentanyl that have come across the southern border. You can't say it's secure when you have cartel members literally cutting holes in the fence and putting human traffic people through those holes right in front of border patrol agents who could do nothing about it. You can't say the border is secure when we can't process everybody. It's secure when women are getting raped, when children are being trafficked, when people are being sexually taken advantage of. How can you possibly say the border is secure? Again, they're lying to you. They're gaslighting you. As long as they say the same thing over and over and often enough, maybe enough people actually believe it. I don't think so. The poll numbers don't bear it out. People are done with them. Here's how secure the border is. A new report. Oh, wow. IEDs are being found at the border. Now Border Patrol has to be worried about the cartels blowing them up. How about this? Uh, U.S. officials are warning agents to watch out for IEDs. Improvised explosive devices. Uh, this now, according to an internal memo obtained by Fox Business, says the Mexican military seized 10 explosives at the border. The memo reads in part, quote, agents should ex- exercise extreme caution and should report any possible armed subjects approaching the border with possible explosive devices. And- so exercise extreme caution so you don't get blown up. And then report them. Report them to who and to what effect? Because this administration has done absolutely fucking nothing to secure the border. What makes you think they're going to now? Just because, So what? So what if there's explosives? Do you think that's going to change their position of the border is secure? We have done the work and we have put forward policies and, and significant steps towards securing our border. Bullshit. You haven't done a fucking thing except open it wide open so that anybody can walk across anytime they want so that communist Chinese communist spies can come across our border. So people over people from over 70 countries have come across our border. 70 countries. This isn't just Central America. People are coming from all over the world because they got the memo, man. Hey, the U.S. southern border is wide open. If you want into the United States, whether it's to steal, whether it's to rape, whether it's to distribute drugs, or whether it's to seek the American dream, it doesn't matter. But isn't one person bad enough? Oh, Dan, 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 man, you're overreacting. You know, the majority of these people are just seeking a better life. So what? So what? All it takes is one. Or in the case of 9-11, five, six. Look, people. There, it's not a matter of if there is going to be a mass casualty terrorist event or worse in this country. It's a matter of when. The Biden administration has set it up. They lied to you. Over, they lied to you about Russian collusion, these Democrats, these extreme commie Democrats. They lied to you about Trump and the Russians being colluding with each other. They lied to you about Trump uh, having a quid pro quo with Ukraine on a perfect phone call. They lied to you about the 2020 election not being rigged. They lied to you about Afghanistan. They lied to you about Iraq and the weapons of mass destruction. They lied to you about no evidence 
for an impeachment require. They've lied to you that the border is secure. Why do you believe, why does anybody, it's hard to believe that they even have anybody that believes them anymore. That's the weird part. These that, that, that must be the mentally ill people or something. And they're lying to you about the economy because Bidenomics is fucking great. Just ask them. Uh, look, as it relates to Bidenomics, the president, I just announced at the top of the briefing, he's going to go to Milwaukee. He's going to talk about Bidenomics, investing in America, what, what Bidenomics has done for the American people coming out of the pandemic. We can't forget what happened when the president walked in. We saw a literally uh, the economy at a tailspin. Bullshit. The economy was doing better when the when the when Biden walked in and it was not even close. Not even close. And they'll sit there and tell you, oh, the economy is great. Americans are better off. They're making more money. Things are good. Are they really? How much better are things under Biden? Well, I, I got a few things I've written down and I've talked to him over about them over and over on this show. Biden's accomplished a lot. As far as the economy goes. Real wages are down 3%. And that 14 million jobs since he took office, that 14 million job growth is bullshit. They haven't created 14 million jobs. They've created about 3.1 million. The rest of them were jobs recovered from COVID. And they're claiming those as like created new jobs. Bullshit. Not true. The fact is job growth is slower now than it was under Trump. Job growth is slower now, not just since under Trump, but since under O'Biden since 2010. And the only reason job growth was quick then is we were coming out of the banking crisis. If you want to really go back, we have slower job growth now year over year than we have since 1993. So you take your job growth. Energy prices are up. Over 50%. Overall grocery prices are up 18%. Some higher. Retirement accounts have been decimated. Mortgage rates are at record highs. Well, not record highs. At the highest they've been in decades. People can't afford to buy homes. Property values are being hit because of it. So yeah. Yeah, we're doing just fucking great. Everything's peachy. Bidenomics is awesome. Families are spending $11,000 more per year just to survive. It's like taking on a new, brand new car payment every month. Ask Americans in our latest poll, how would you rate the economic conditions of the country right now? 71% say poor. So how do you explain that? Well, look, the American people have been through a lot. Yeah, and the the American, they think you're stupid. They think you're stupid. 71% think the economy is poor. Why? Because we're not living inside of your bubble. We're not living your red carpet lifestyle. We're not living in your orbit, okay? We're in our orbit, which is incredibly different from yours. We have to go out and actually buy groceries every day, take our kids to school, put our kids through daycare, put gasoline in our tanks to get back and forth from work, go and try to buy a piece of property or rent at insanely high prices. And they'll sit there and try to convince you. Well, so what are you saying? Those 71% of the people who think the economy is not good are stupid? Yes, that's, 
That's what they're saying. That's exactly what they're saying. And that's what they think. No bullshit. How about inflation? And the facts are clear from uh, January of 2021. Since the day President Biden came into office, this, everything is up more than about 17 percent. The price of goods from food in the grocery store up at 21 percent. The price of bread alone up about 26 percent from January 2021 until today. The egg prices up 24 percent in that time. Milk up almost 17 percent since January of 2021. The price people are paying for housing to rent and to own is up about 19% since the month President Biden took office. This is not because of COVID. This is not because of Russia. This is because of the insane policies of the extreme commie Democrats, the Biden regime, the massive amounts of money they printed. And they continue to spend money like drunken sailors. And there's no end in sight. We just passed the NDAA, which is another $600 million for Ukraine. After Biden already did a 200 million drawdown to further diminish our military. It's like there's no end for these people. They're just going to continue to spend money until what? They don't care. They don't care while you and I are down here trying to make ends meet. They're just not living in the real world. They're living their own world. But people aren't buying it. They're not buying their lies. I'm glad to see the polls don't lie. Not these polls. How about Swalwell? I, I see a good and decent man in Joe Biden who united the country. And it- Joe Biden united the country. He's a good and decent man. He united the country? What fucking world are you living in, dude? Seriously. It, 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 this is this is the gaslighting that they do. This is the lying that they do. This is how they try to get you to to, to buy in. But the American New poll people numbers on his job performance on key issues have plunged to the lowest since he has taken office. Listen to this. Pew Research Center found President Biden's approval rating at just 33%. That's close to the 20s. 64% of respondents... <laughs> said they disapprove of the president's job performance. Well, those 64% are just stupid. They're just dumb. Who are these 33%? That's what I want to know. <laughs> I, oh, I've shown you some videos of those 33%. They're the ones out there blocking highways and the queers for Palestine. They're part of the 33%. I, I guarantee you that. That same poll found that only 36% believe Biden can make good decisions on economic policy. That's a 20-point drop since 2021. I wonder why. And just 32% are confident that Biden will make good decisions on immigration. Another 20-point drop from 2021. And just 24% said that they were confident that Biden can unite our country. A nearly 25-point drop. Maybe that blood-red MAGA speech had something to do with that one. So you see, the American people aren't buying it. And and thank you. Uh, uh, that That is encouraging. How can anybody think that the country is better off now than it was four years ago? How can anybody think, how can they have confidence in Biden on the economy, on the border, on domestic policy, on international policy? He has failed on every single front. 
The military can't even recruit enough people. They lost their, they fell below their goals by 41,000 for their recruitment. Gee, do you think Afghanistan or forced vaccines or forced woke uh, policies and an admiral who pretends to be a woman have anything to do with that? How are you going to recruit people who want to fight and die and kill for their country? When they're being led by a bunch of woke pansy asses. Where equity is more important. Than accuracy with a gun. It's crazy. Living in crazy times, people. Uh, you know, I, I, I've said it before. I'm going to keep saying it. This, uh, this next year, less than a year now. Less than a year before the 2024 elections. And you have not even begun to see the depths of which these people will stoop to. And I, and I am seriously concerned for the well-being of President Trump because even if he makes it through all of these legal bullshit that's being thrown at him, and I think he's going to, He's going to be the nominee. There's no doubt about that. When he's elected president, there's going to be a period of time like no one has ever seen. Come from, from the election in November to the inauguration in January, there's going to be a two-plus-month period of time where the Democrats, the extreme, they're going to erupt. They're going to resort to violence. They're going to start burning down cities. And they're going to try to do every single thing that they accuse Trump of doing or wanting to be a dictator. They're going to exercise every single one of those. There's a reason why they're gearing you up for it. There's a reason why they're saying that Trump is bad. There's a reason why. And if you stick around, I'm going to show you some receipts that back that up. But first, before we go there, let's talk about a little bit of weirdness. Because again, the NEN report is about truth, freedom, and weirdness. I always say that. I try to live it. I try to keep a little bit of weirdness in my just I don't want everything to be so heavy all the time and, and just ranting. So, <laughs> look. This is uh, Kevin McCarthy, man. Um, there was some video caught of him at uh, what looks like a, a you know probably a Christmas party. It's that time of year. And um, he's he's rocking out, and the the people. I mean, maybe he's celebrating his retirement is coming up. Uh, he can leave Congress and go make his millions. He can lobby against Trump without impunity. He can uh, go out there and hang out with uh, with Ryan, maybe, and and the ilks of that. Because in the end, McCarthy was horrible. He was always a rhino. He was always a piece of shit. But you know. It's hard to uh, let's just let's just take a look at what's going on. Here, here comes McCarthy. Now look, I I, I, I can play air guitar. Well, I can play real guitar, but I can also play air guitar with the best of them. Right? And I've done my share of air guitar in my day. Maybe even in a suit. 
Okay, so. <laughs> oh, man, God bless you. You know, um, I, I wish you the best of luck. No, not really. He's going to go out there and he's going to bash the America First movement. He's going to bash the extreme MAGA Republicans. He's going to become another Paul Ryan or Liz Cheney or Adam Kissinger. He's going to join all those people. You watch. And he's going to make his millions. And so I don't feel too bad about making fun of an old man in a suit out on a dance floor with a bunch of other old men in suits rocking out with air guitar to ACTC. Um, please don't ever let me be that man. And, and, if, and if I am, if I am, when I am, please don't let me get caught on video. Although I'm nobody, so it doesn't really matter, right? Robin Williams, you, you know, this was a bit, uh, one of the greats, Robert Williams, this is, uh, we'll continue with the weirdness portion because I think it's fun. Um, he did this bit and, and it went on, but here's a little clip it about what Robin Williams thought of Joe Biden. There's always rambling Joe Biden. What the fuck? <laughs> Joe says shit that even people at Tourette's go, no. <laughs> no. What is going on? Joe is like your uncle who's on a new drug and hasn't got the dosage right. I'm proud to work with Barack America. He's not a superhero, you idiot. Come here. When FDR was on television, there was no TV back then. Come here, Joe. <laughs> Sit down. That bit was one of the best that uh, Robbins Williams has ever done. Uh, uh, someone brought that to my attention and reminded me of it. Obviously, I knew about it, but... Uh, the a tweet went out today. I was like, eh, I'm going to drop that in today's show uh, just for the fun of it. But anyway, like like I said at the top of the hour and a couple of times since, the I, Trump is a bad man. Trump is a dictator. Trump, you haven't even begun to see the worst of Trump. He's going to be worse than ever before because he's been so bad that it's only going to get worse. And if you elect him again, he this is what could happen. And they all think he's bad. Everybody gets the memo. Everybody's good. And this is not even, again, not even the beginning of it. What would a second Donald Trump term look like? Well, he cannot be the next president. Um, it, it, because if he is. You can't imagine the things that he's going to do. Mexico, Canada. We can't go to Canada because eventually Canada will become annexed to America. And shoot visitors to the White House. Yeah. That means he can shoot the first lady. We're going to see violence, the likes of which we didn't even see on January 6th. Make it illegal to run against him, to throw his opponents in jail, to shut down the media. He will make himself into the Fuhrer and he will make everybody raise their hand and salute him. Using martial law against the American people. Germinate the Constitution. To rewrite the Constitution. Create mass internment camps. Throw everyone into Gitmo. Might be sent to jail or their rights might be suppressed especially minority groups in society. You might have any number of things happen to you and your family. Every one of us, our freedom, our liberty, none of us is safe. It's going to have people around him executing against an enemy's list. Assassinate generals. Ordering troops uh, to um, attack American citizens. Trump's very well-armed and extremist base will try to kill people. He's going to basically... <laughs> His very well-armed and extremist base burn the house down. He will unravel the institutions of our democracy. Draw similarities between Mussolini and Hitler. Adolf. 
What did I say at the top of the hour? Mussolini and Hitler. Uh... Hitler and Benito Mussolini. Makes Donald Trump even more dangerous. Wants to take away your vote. Senate and the House are immediately going to be paralyzed. People will begin in their minds to censor themselves. They might say, well, maybe I shouldn't say this. It's the end of democracy. Yeah. I think that could be the end of our democracy. But democracy is dead if Trump is reelected. Cozy up to Putin that democracy will be at risk. The absolute destruction of the Justice Department as we know it. The Justice Department could be... Okay, first of all, good. I'm on board with that. Carry on. ...entirely transformed. I am really concerned about that. Every person who was associated with the attempted coup elevated in the administration... He's re-elected. He will curb transgender rights. And the rule of law. Arrest political opponents to persecute, not prosecute, but persecute his enemies. Take a... All right. He's, Trump's going to persecute his enemies? Please. Look, these people, I'm telling you, every single thing they say are things that they are doing. They are master projectors, all right? Master projectors. Wrecking ball to the rule of law. He's going to make the law. Everyone else will have to follow. Vote for Donald Trump uh, may mean the last election that you ever get to vote in. To go after the independent and free parts of American civic life. He would tear down our institutions. Purge the government. He broke these people. <laughs> All right, so many of these people he completely broke, like Liz Cheney, obviously. The rest of these people are just useful idiots that are that are going out there and saying what they're told to say by their their editors and their networks in order to keep their jobs and to get clicks and to get advertising. But it's just when you see the media establishment saying these things that are just these are insane oh he's gonna shoot people he could shoot his wife he's gonna he's gonna hang people he's gonna put gallows out in front of the white he's Mussolini and hitler all in one they're forgetting that we have four years of trump as president to judge him by and i would encourage you to remember that that regardless of what they say and all their horrible into the world doomsday predictions that they have. They seem to be forgetting that, and, and well, actually, they want you to forget that they're acting like we don't have four years of a Trump presidency to judge him by, which were far better than the three ish years so far of Biden. So, uh, again, I repeat what I said earlier. They think you're stupid. Speaking of doomsday, this is the doomsday bomb. Liz Cheney's been talking about that I am also obsessed with is kind of what damage he could do within government without even necessarily breaking the law, like how he could use the levers of government to bend to his will. You've worked in government. What scares you the most? Well, the possibilities are almost limitless, and I spent nearly two years asking that question to people, and and I wrote it in this book, Blowback, but to try to paint that picture, to try to understand what he would actually do by talking to all of my former colleagues at different departments and agencies under Trump and asking them that question, what will happen in a second term? 
The biggest concerns for me are on the national security side. I think Americans still don't understand the full extent of the president's powers and things Donald Trump could do, bubble wrapped in legalese, that would be damaging to the republic. And one of those that I've noted is there's something in the White House called the Doomsday Book. And for the first time, DHS gave authorization for me to mention this publicly. For the first time. Department of Homeland Security. Imagine that. All of a sudden, Trump is massively leading in the polls. And for the first time, DHS has let him talk about the doomsday book. Dun, dun, dun. Trump had access, if there even is such a thing as the doomsday book, just like they say that the presidential limo is called the beast, and it's not. That's something that the media has made up because it's grandiose. So doom, the doomsday book. Hmm. Trump had access to the, if this true, he had access to the doomsday book for uh, four years and didn't start suspending uh, liberties and freedoms. I think he's confusing Trump with Biden here. But th- this guy's a total douchebag, man. I mean, look at his haircut. Publicly, uh, and the fact that there are concerns that that book, which is supposed to be used to protect the country in instances of armed foreign invasion or rebellion, it's the president's most extraordinary powers, could be picked up by Trump and used for domestic political purposes. He could invoke powers we've never heard a president of the United States invoke, potentially to shut down companies or turn off the Internet or deploy the U.S. military on U.S. soil. Shut down companies, turn off the internet, or deploy soldiers on U.S. soil. This sounds almost like what I said. They're preparing you for the eventuality of, if this happens, it's Trump that did it. If this happens, again, between Election Day, early November, and Inauguration, January 20th, there's going to be a period of time. What if they shut down the internet? What if they put troops out on U.S. streets? What if they start restricting your freedoms in that period of time when they lose the election to Donald Trump? And they do it in the name of national security and saving democracy as we know it. It almost seems like they're preparing you for something. Uh, We don't know because, you know, the things that are in there, the emergency powers of the president aren't widely known to the American people. So that's a big worry for people like me and others about what he could do. But that weaponization of the government could extend across the interagency to places where we haven't seen it before. The Department of Education, the Department of Veterans Affairs, ways to wield that power and those budgets to help his allies and to hurt. <laughs> oh my fucking God. Are you serious? The weaponization of government into education, into the Department of Justice, into the intelligence community. <laughs> it's, it's, they're serious. Uh, it, I just have to laugh. (laughs) Here's another one. Just recently, uh, Congress has approved legislation preventing any president from withdrawing the U.S. from NATO without approval from the Senate or act of Congress. It's almost like they think Trump might get 
into office again and say that, man, because he said it before, we're not paying NATO. Why, why are we paying the bulk of NATO? Why are we even in NATO? And what's crap about this is that Republicans, some enough Republicans went along with this to make it law. This is why Republicans lose. So apparently there was a binder, and no, this is not, we're not talking binder full of women like Mitt Romney. We're talking a binder full of, hmm, Russia information, or more appropriately, the illegal wiretapping and investigation into Donald Trump to try to prove that there was Russian Collusion. Adam Schiff said today it was reported that a binder with top secret information on Russian election interference vanished under Trump's watch. That classified information still hasn't been found, demonstrating once again Trump's utter disregard for national security. So the binder hasn't been found. Huh. If it even existed, I mean, they could be making this up too. But if it, they're scared to death that if it does exist, it's going to have information on what the Democrats and the extreme commie Democrats did to try to, to try to make Trump look guilty of Russian collusion. This, this is, this is what it's about. Crossfire hurricane. And that the fact that they can't even come out, I mean, they're, they're almost outing themselves, right, here. Oh, there's a binder that's missing. They, like everything they've done, they could be shooting themselves in the foot because this binder that's missing, if it exists, makes you guilty of everything and, and, and proves that your entire witch hunt about Russian collusion was false. That's why when, when Joe Biden became president, he classified everything that Trump did in his administration. Not, et, I mean, not just some things, everything. Not everybody knows this. Not everybody knows that this happened. But the, one of the first things that Joe Biden did when he took office was to classify every single thing thing that happened under the Trump administration, every recording, every document, every record. wonder why. Paul Ryan has this to say. Trump's not a conservative. He's an authoritarian narcissist. So I think they basically call them. I love how they make these accusations without talking about evidence i mean they like to talk there is no evidence there is no evidence okay show me what's your evidence that trump's an authoritarian narcissism is a is a matter of opinion so but where's your evidence that he's a an authoritarian not for that he's a populist authoritarian narcissist so historically speaking all of his tendencies are you know basically where narcissism takes him which is whatever makes him popular makes him feel good at any given moment and he, and he doesn't think in, in, in classical liberal conservative terms. 
Thank God he doesn't think in classical liberal and conservative terms because classical liberal and conservative terms have led us to where this country is today, which is damn near the Soviet Union. I'm glad that he doesn't think in traditional populist liberal and conservative terms. I'm glad that he thinks outside of the box. I'm glad that Vivek Ramaswamy thinks outside the box. I'm glad they don't think like the rest of the deep state and you, Paul Ryan, and you, McCarthy, and you, Mitch McConnell. Because you guys are pieces of shit. And you've led this country into destruction. And you are weak, weak, pathetic, power-hungry men. What color are your panties today? Because that's about how you act when you say that you represent the American people and you want to protect democracy. Because you're lying. The American people aren't buying it. Election 2024, Rasmussen, new poll, Trump opens a 10-point lead. Former President Donald Trump now has a double-digit lead for the 2024 as support for re-electing President Joe Biden has faded in the past month. The latest Rasmussen Reports National Telephone and Online Survey finds that in a two-way contest between Biden and Trump, 48% of likely U.S. voters would choose Trump and 38% would vote for Biden. This is well beyond the margin of error, by the way. Another 10% say they would vote for some other candidate, and 4% are undecided. In a three-way matchup between Biden Biden, Trump, and RFK Jr., 40% vote for Trump, 32% for Biden, and 16% for Kennedy. Last month, Kennedy had 12%, so he has climbed, but it's not taking support away from Trump, and it's not changing the outcome of the election. Trump still wins by massive numbers. Massive. This is part of the reason why. The Biden regime, aside from everything we've talked about so far today, their policies have created an environment where people don't want to volunteer for the military. One of the things we can pride ourselves on in the entire world is that we have a 100% volunteer military and the strongest military on earth. They've been paid well. They get education. Those benefits are no longer enough to entice people when they have a government who has abandoned troops in Afghanistan, killed 13 Americans, has let 7 to 9 million illegals in over the southern border and refuses to refuses to secure the border, sent billions, hundreds of billions to Ukraine hiring people based on race and gender, even in the military. The Biden administration policies have led to this. The Pentagon came up short on its recruitment goals. This is in 2023. The Defense Department senior officials testified Wednesday about shortfalls in Army, Navy, and Air Force recruiting in the fiscal year that ended in September at a hearing of the House Armed Services Military Personnel Committee, the Marine Corps and Space Force made their recruiting goals. Because, I mean, 
Marines and Space Force are badasses, right? Deputy Undersecretary of the Defense for Personal and Readiness said that during fiscal year 2023, the military services together missed goals by about 41,000 recruits. That number understates the challenges before, excuse me, understates the challenges before, before us as a service lowered their strength and goals in recent years. So they lowered the standards and still did not meet their goals in part because of the difficult recruiting environment. He said the all volunteer force faces one of its greatest challenges since inception. So again, record inflation, high mortgage rates, real wages down, the military is suffering, our international prestige is suffering. We have war in Ukraine. We have war in Gaza. We left people in Afghanistan. Afghanistan is back control of the Taliban. Iraq is in char- is being run by Iran. Special Forces veteran Joe Kent. I consider him a friend. We've uh, met several times. He's been on the show. Hope to have him on again. He always nails it. I mean, he knows a lot. He, he spent years overseas and in, in environments as a special forces operator, as a CIA uh, field operator. He's running for District 3 here in Washington State. He's American and First Patriot. But he's seen what it's like on the inside. He knows what he's talking about. He says... Our military is suffering from a major recruiting crisis. It's unacceptable that the NDAA didn't codify restoring the ranks, careers, and pay of troops who left the military due to the unlawful vax mandate. Yes, that is, yeah, you don't have to have a vaccine to get into the military now, but they're not letting people back in that refuse. Because why? Because they're punishing them. Because they need to humiliate them. Because you need to learn your lesson. He continues, young men and women will volunteer to fight and die for our nation if they trust their leaders. Yes, they will. They've been doing it for for generations. The Biden administration has destroyed that trust from the Afghan withdrawal to DEI extremist stand down to the vax mandate. The trust is gone. We need accountability and real leadership to solve this dangerous crisis. I mean, imagine if we don't have, if we can't, we voluntarily have enough people into our military, bring enough people into our military to defend our country, then then what? Then a mandatory military? What it, The irony of that is, the irony of that is, all the, the leftist whack jobs that are out there, they, they wouldn't go into the military. <laughs> I'm not going to fight. <laughs> I don't want to do that. Southwest Airlines says if you're fat, you're going to get an entire row of seats. Southwest Airlines celebrated for, or, or yeah, yes, they celebrated for policy to give a full row, not just. So these are all 737s. Southwest has a very standardized fleet. It's one of the way they keep their costs down is they have all the same aircraft, all the same parts, all the same maintenance crews that are uh, certified to service their aircraft. So they're all 737s. That means they have three seats. Three on each side. So, Southwest Airlines celebrated for policy to give a full row 
So three seats to passengers of oversized for free. For free. So how about those standby passengers? Hey, uh, you know, uh, we have a really fat person who needs to get on the plane. Anybody willing to give, you know, three people willing to give up their seats for this person uh, will give you an upgrade on the next flight that comes around. Because, <laughs> you know, you hear that announcement. Oh, Anybody willing to go give up their seat? We have a family. Oh, we have a family, but it's all in one person because they weigh 400 pounds. I mean, there's a good side of this. And that is, at least, you know, a fit person or a skinny person doesn't have to sit next to somebody who's overflowing into their seat and sweating upon them. But they should have to pay for these seats. If your choice is to be fucking huge, and it is a choice, for for 99.99999% of the people, being huge is a choice. And we're going to end up paying for it. This is the socialist way. If you have, do, 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 do you think that the airlines just going to eat the cost of two empty seats for a, uh, you know, for someone who's a, uh, a passenger of size? No. They're going to pass it on to the rest of us in the form of increased costs. So we're all going to be paying more, just like we pay more for Obamacare for people with pre-existing conditions or people who want to have sex changes or kids who want to stay on their parents' insurance until they're 20 fucking six years old. No, no. Now we're going to be paying for airline seats for those who can't keep the fork out of their mouth. I got a problem with that. You know what? I identify as a passenger of size. How about that? I identify as a passenger of size. And if you don't recognize that, then I'm going to sue you. Because after all, if, if you have to recognize me as identifying as a transgender or non-binary or a female or whatever the hell I want, a dog, whatever I want to identify as, if you're required to identify me as that, then you are also required to identify me as a fat person who needs an entire fucking row for free when I fly. How about that? And if you don't identify me, me as that, then I'm going to sue. What are the, what are the uh, qualifications for this? Well, if your arms overflow the armrests on the seat, then then you're then you're allowed to get this. So, all right, so let me get this straight. All right, you're, you're pushing your ticket in advance. How? First of all, how do they know how big they, you are? You can say, "Oh, I want this. I need a full row because I'm because I'm big." Then what you get to the airport is going to be like, remember that, you know, the little containers they have, if your bag fits in here, then it can go on. If it doesn't fit in here, then it needs to be checked. So are they going to have a little chair there where fat people can sit in it and say, well, if you overflow, then you get the full row. If you overflow, you get the full row, get it. And if you don't, then, then what you've already. They've already reserved three seats be- for you because you s- said, so how, what is the criteria here? How are they going to prove that people are, requ- are, <laughs> are, are entitled to get a full row of seats? How do they know how fat they are? 
I mean, they're going to have to have a test seat there, just like the baggage, just like carry-ons that need to fit in that little thing. They're going to have to have a seat that people sit down in to determine if you overflow, you get the row. That They should almost, man, I'm, I'm fucking brilliant, right? I need to be an ad manager for Southwest Airlines. If you overflow, you get the row. They could do a full advertisement just on that. If you feel like you need more room, if you feel like you need more space, Southwest Airlines welcomes you. If you overflow, you get the row and you'll get to go on the plane ahead of everybody else because after all, you're a disabled person and a disadvantaged class now. Good for you. All right, we're going to close out today with uh, Fan Mail Friday. It's been a while. Uh, Fan Mail Friday, hmm. Sometimes people just really, sh- they should either use both of their brain cells before their comment, or they should really just not say anything so they never have to look that foolish on a public forum again. Fan mail number one today. <laughs> Excuse me. Ah. Mm, in fact, hang on. It's Friday. There may or may not be whiskey in that mug. Dale Archer. This was his comment. People might take you a whole. <laughs> people might take you a whole lot more seriously if you got a haircut. You look like Wayne's from Wayne's World, Grandpa. I'll use all caps if I please. You try to come off here on this page like you are so much smarter and above anyone who has the audacity. To not agree with your views and opinions. We have discussed this before. And I am entitled to my own opinions. Well, Dale, you are. Definitely. I mean, your opinions suck. And you're not that bright. But uh, you're, you're, I mean, you're entitled to them. Sure. Whatever. It's, uh, it's kind of what you do. I, I, I said, dude, you're using all caps. What the hell? Why are you yelling at me? And, uh, you know, again, more hair envy. I, I'm like... So, so my comment was uh, oh, more hair envy from the guys who have no hair. And it's true. It's true, man. They hate my hair. Fan mail B. Uh, he got a participation trophy. I said, man, thank you for the participation trophy. You terrorist simp. Because this was his comment. This was on uh, a post I made in support of Israel. The post was, uh, you know, Palestinians aren't oppressed by Israel. They're oppressed by their own elected government. His response was, fuck Israel and fuck Zionist Israel and U.S. leaders. Hamas was created by Israel and the U.S. You're a self-proclaimed patriot. I see no Palestinians or I see. So Palestinians are doing exactly what we did against Britain. You're a right hypocrite bigot. With no fans on your boring ass show, and you promote Vivek, who's just Trump Jr. So I'm not surprised. Laughing my ass off. I laugh my ass off when I look at your little pudgy face there and your stoner eyes. It's just fucking <laughs> these people. They're so ridiculous. But you know, hey, they provide entertainment, they provide clicks, they provide free exposure every time they comment every time they share i hope you comment and share i hope that 
you like this show. And even, you know, maybe you're not a big fan of my delivery or how I, if you're a conservative patriot, if you're an America first person, if you're, if you believe in the constitutional republic of the United States of America, give this show a share. Give it a like on rumble.com slash the nun report. Follow it there. Give a thumbs up. Follow me on all the socials at the nun report. Except for uh, except for Twitter, where I didn't get the nun report. So on Twitter, it says at nun report. Because the first account got nuked under the old Twitter. So we don't talk about that anymore. Or just go to my website, thenunreport.com. You can link into everything. One stop, one shop, one place. Anyway, hey, thanks again for watching. And as always, until next time, may the odds be ever in your favor. Cheers. Thank you.